You're listening to Inside Bliss with LaVon Kirkland. All right, all right, it's that time again. Welcome back to the Inside Blitz with LaVon Kirkland coming at you live from the Wyatt Law Studios. And I tell you what, we have an amazing show this week. We are doing a two-part series. Today is part one, and we have the SIDs from Furman, Benedict, the Citadel, North Greenville, South Carolina State, Limestone, and Clemson. What an incredible lineup. Mike Foster, how are you doing today? Tell us about what's going on here at South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. Man, I am pumped because it's college football season, folks. And I'm I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Clemson come, plays tonight against Georgia Tech at home. First game in South Carolina uh, that we get to watch. Yep. And uh, I, it couldn't come any sooner <laughs> right, yeah. in, in my book. I'm almost not, here, almost I here. I don't know about you guys, but it's been uh, a long July, August, man. It's been like six months. <laughs> six months within two months. That's man. right. Yes. That's right. That's right. Well, we had a great time this weekend at the Southeast uh, Game Exchange. Yes. Uh, at the Greenville Convention Center, had a great time. Levon Kirkland uh, played some Man Twenty yeah. uh, and almost beat the winner. Almost, man. Of the tournament, which was huge, and uh, one. One of the things we got to do is we got to announce our, our class of 2020 nomination. We'll talk about that in in uh, future episodes, but uh, so and we'll tell you how to check that out here in a little while. But uh, uh, one of the cool things too is is we got we had all those video game uh, fans out there. Yep. They came to our booth and they wanted to meet Levon, of course. Right. But uh, uh, Levon did a great job of selling memberships. Yes, and uh, and and he's really getting that that pitch down. Yeah, now. well, ain't it? So, but but that's that's what's what's exciting is that that people of all types love football, love what we're doing, um, and and I think that making a difference through football is starting to really resonate with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that means I, I just want to encourage everybody out there. If they have an opportunity to go to scfootballhof.org/join and become a member of the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, it, it's easy. It's a, it's a four-step process, and you become a member of the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. You get to be involved in what we're doing, um, vote, uh, get get to know what uh, what events we're going to, um, get to meet guys like Levon Kirkland, um, but you also and most importantly, uh, get to uh, affect how we run our programs, affect uh, uh, student lives, and uh, really leave a legacy that you can be really proud of. And, and Levon, I think that's one of the things that makes me proud about, uh, about our membership opportunities mm-hmm. yes. here with the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame and how uh, the community can be involved with us. And we're all members here. We're paid members. Yep. Right. We work here, but we're also paid members. We're yes. using our, our, our hardworking dollars and putting it back into the organization. That's how much it means to us. Right. But we need the community to continue to invest in us as well. It's right. a small so, monthly commitment. It yes. is. But it makes a big difference. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so, Levon, why don't you tell them a little bit about yeah, what sure. that 995 okay. uh, is able to do uh, for our students? Well, 
uh, here at the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, uh, we're making a difference through football. How do we do that? We do that by educating, empowering, and encouraging. We have different programs called our Bridge Builder, our um, our uh, Business Connect, and also our Workforce Development. And what we're trying to build here is character, academic, and character. Who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to help a young man or a young woman that's in need? That's someone who could really do something great and positive in, in their lives. And guys, we're so invested. We got skin in the game. Yep. And when you have skin in the game, that means you really care about it. You understand your product and you believe in your product. And we believe in our product and what we're doing here with the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. Yes, we do. And uh, thanks to all of you guys that have already joined. It's been uh, amazing and very uh, heartwarming to see all the people uh, join up and support what we're doing at the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. So mm -hmm. thank you very much. If you hadn't done that yet, please go ahead. Doesn't take very long and do that. Join scfootballhof.org. And hey, you're here to listen to the uh, SIDs and get some great inside information. So without further ado, gentlemen, let's go to the phone lines and let's start listening to uh, some of these great uh, interviews. So let's take it away. This South Carolina football preview show with Inside Bliss with Yvonne Kirkland is brought to you by Hales Jewelers. Hales Jewelers has been a proud sponsor of our Collegiate Player of the Year Award since 2014 and a local family-owned jeweler since 1856. Go see Lucian Lee and tell him LeVon Kirkland sent you for all of your fine jewelry and watch knees. You can find Hales Jewelers in Greenville on Haywood, down the street from the mall and across the street from Chick-fil-A or at HalesJewelers.com. This is Hunter Reed, Sports Information Director at Furman University, and you're listening to Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Welcome back. This is Lamar Kirk on the Inside Blitz, and uh, we're doing our college football preview show. And up next, we have Hunter Reed from the Furman University Palace. Hunter, how you doing, sir? Doing great, Lavon. Hope you are. Okay, well, I'm going to throw a softball question at you right now. What's your favorite meal um, in Greenville, South Carolina? Can you tell us that? Oh, man. You talk about a wide variety of choices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Putting you on the spot. That, 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 any, any of Rick Irwin's restaurants I, I really like downtown. Good uh, choice. He, he, he cooks a great steak, I'll tell you that. He does. Uh, they, they all do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. great restaurants in this town. I, think, I love Augusta Grill. I think it's great. Okay. So do you like it medium, rare? What do you like? Uh, I'm a uh, medium guy. A medium guy. Okay. Well, yeah. good, good, good. Well, let's go to the football stuff, okay? Is that fine? Sounds great. All right. Let's do it. Uh, now, could you give us a little brief summary of the upcoming season? What are, you, what are your thoughts of what's going to happen? Well, I tell you what, there's a lot of excitement about Furman's uh, 2019 season. Uh, I think the general feeling is there, uh, there's some unfinished business from a year ago. Uh, when we claimed to share the Southern Conference Championship but didn't uh, get an at-large bid to the uh, FCS playoffs. So we feel like that uh, uh, we lost a game in, in September to uh, the Hurricane, and we finished 6-4. and four. We won five out of our last six games and finished 6-2 and two overall in the Southern Conference. And felt like we deserved to get a playoff bid that, but didn't. So I think uh, that's given our guys a little bit of edge to want to go out and prove, hey, that we belonged last year. 
but last year's last year. We're excited about this year's team coming back. We have 17 starters and uh, a nice uh, blend of, of experience and some, some pretty good depth in, in different areas. So I know Coach Hendricks and his staff and players, uh, they're uh, raring to go here. Okay, good. Now tell us a little bit about Coach uh, Hendricks. Now I've watched him on video. He seems a little mild man, but can you give us a little bit more insight on Coach? Yeah, I've had the fortune, uh, fortune to know Coach uh, since 1985 with my first year at Furman, and uh, it was his senior year as a player at Furman. And uh, for knowledgeable fans in the state and Furman, you know, that's a pretty good era for Furman football. Uh, mm-hmm. Dick Sheridan at the helm. And no doubt. Play, with, play as a player was part of a lot of success. Uh, three Southern Conference championships, a national runner-up finish, and two or three uh, impressive wins over – uh, FBS teams. I'm speaking about uh, Georgia Tech and and uh, South Carolina and a couple wins over NC State. So Clay has uh, been accustomed to winning football. Uh, he went on to coach here several years as assistant, 19 years exactly, and was part of a lot more success with Bobby Johnson and Jimmy Satterfield, including a national championship. And then spent 10 years at Air Force before he came back to Furman. And had a lot of success out there as offensive line coach. Very cerebral coach, understands the game. I think he's one of the best offensive line coaches, uh, you know, in the country. That's his bread and butter. Even though he's a head coach now, I think uh, uh, he's he's one of the top line coaches in the country. And he learned from a pretty good guy. Everybody probably pretty familiar with a guy named Robbie Caldwell over there at Clemson. Yeah, no, no question about. It. Now I I have a wager with uh, Mike and David. Can you tell us what um, the players that we should watch for this year? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's start on defense. Uh, we've got a nice host of uh, returning players, uh, Donovan Perryman, inside linebacker, and Elijah McCoy, another inside linebacker, very experienced players. Uh, Donovan's from Rock Hill, and uh, Elijah's from uh, Darlington, Georgia. And uh, But I, I probably our headliner on defense is uh, – uh, a bandit, otherwise known outside linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, called Adrian Hope. Uh, he led the country in sacks a year ago, SCS and sacks. He had 15 sacks wow. as a freshman. As a freshman. And, uh, as, as a redshirt freshman. So he's back as a sophomore, and uh, he's our leader uh, on defense statistically and uh, really knows how to get the passer very quick and also very strong, very powerful guy. He's got the full toolkit to, to get to the passer. So He's a, he's a premier player on, over on offense. We've got our entire offensive line coming back, all five starters. Uh, and we've got a, a nice backfield with, with some talent. Uh, Devin Wynn, a junior tailback, is our leader there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one question mark we have right now is, is a quarterback. Uh, we graduated our fifth-year senior last year, Harris Roberts, who led the conference in passing efficiency. And uh, we've got two guys uh, – Hans Sisson and Darren Granger, two redshirt freshmen, are battling for the starting job quarterback. Okay. Well, you know, I, I think I lost that wager <laughs> because I thought, sure, as an SID, you'd talk about offense first. <laughs> but you, you talked about defense. I'm proud of you now. I am oh, proud of I mean, you. But you're a defensive guy. What do you, I, I remember you shutting down everything over at Clemson in the late 80s, man. I mean, we were doing good just to, to get a couple first downs over against you guys. <laughs> well, you know, you, we always respect Furman and what you guys did, but and thank you for, so much for that compliment. But, you know, I, I'm just, for the most part, you know, 
people talk about offense a little bit more than they talk about defense. So I thought, sure, you'd talk about offense first. But, hey, you know, I appreciate you talking about defense. So you can always – we can always talk defense, you know. And, LaVon, you're going to have to go. watch Adrian Hope if you get a chance because that, that guy can rush the passer. And, of course, he was a Blanchard Rogers Trophy finalist last, last year, year wow. as a freshman. Well, because of the uh, job he did last year, so I'm looking forward to that sophomore campaign. Well, anybody who gets 15 sacks anywhere, I don't care where it is, high school or anywhere, that's a guy that can play. So I'll definitely be watching out for Mr. Hope. I know you guys got a big fan base, but for the people who don't know, can you tell us the best way fans can follow the program and how to get tickets? Sure. The best way to go is the information source of Furman is FurmanPanelist.com. And People that want to buy tickets, folks who want to buy tickets can go through our website and uh, we've got a nice easy portal to accommodate them there. And then, of course, we have regular ticket office hours out at Furman uh, in Timmins Arena. Uh, but it is pretty easy to get tickets to Furman, uh, very convenient. And we, we, we sell ourselves on a, on a nice game day experience. You don't have to walk six miles to get to the stadium. You can park pretty close. And mm-hmm. uh, there's probably uh, not many. Uh, Stadiums in America more beautiful in a beautiful setting than Palin Stadium looking up at Paris Mountain and, and everything. So it's a great environment, great atmosphere, and some darn good football been played in that stadium over the years. Okay, well, one more question before we let you go. Now, if as I look at your stadium, what game is the game to go to this year? Oh, boy, I tell you what, we, uh, we don't mess around. Uh, <laughs> and we open on the 31st at home against Charleston Southern, but uh, then we jump right back in against Mercer on September 21st. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be our conference opener. Uh, right now, that's uh, one we'll have circled. If you want to get off on a good start uh, with, with, with uh, in, in conference play, and, and then October 19th, we've got the Citadel, our uh, longtime rival nice. coming to right. Dallas State, and we've uh, beaten them two years in a row and trying to make it three this year. So. I know you asked for one game, and I gave you three. My it, apologies. It's okay. It's okay. We and, don't mind more. And I'm sure you're, you're, you'll encourage those Paladins to go out to Spartanburg at the end of the year, right, for that SoCon championship. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Pseudo-SoCon championship game. Yeah, we hope uh, if we haven't clinched it by then, we hope to be playing for it uh, against Walford. They'll be tough. They're always tough at home. and uh, We, uh, we kind of had our way with them last year. Uh, here in Greenville, but uh, as usual, they're they're good teams defend their home turf very well, and, and they certainly will be a test for us. But uh, we'll worry about Wofford in November. We've got a lot of games go. to get to uh, concentrate on before uh, before we get there. So hopefully they'll be for, for some marbles when we go to Spartanburg. But uh, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll worry about that then. Uh, well, hey, we're looking forward to a hundred. Thank you so much for your time and energy. We we really appreciate that. LeBron, good talking to you guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Hunter. All right, be good. So this is his 34th year yes. at, at Furman. Wow, that's fantastic. Jeez, that's you know, a long time. That's a long that's time, right, yeah. 34 years. That's fantastic. And, and uh, of course, I understand that uh, you've had uh, Bobby Johnson and Dick Sheridan hanging around the practice field over there, and everybody's pretty excited about this year coming yeah, up. Yeah, they, they were both there. I'll tell you what, Coach Sheridan looked great. He looked like he'd you know, throw a whistle around his neck and be ready to go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, always good to have those guys uh, back on campus. They uh, they know a little bit about football and uh, anything they can impart to 
young players and young coaches. Uh, you got an attentive audience out there when those guys are on campus. When we were inducting uh, Coach Sheridan into the Hall of Fame, we had a great opportunity to talk to several of his former players. And I understand that Coach Hendricks to this day says he sees the phone and sees that it's Dick Sheridan calls and it strikes panic and fear into him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. That is absolute truth. Uh, the other day we posted that interview we did with uh, with Dick and Bobby, and uh, you should have seen the reaction uh, on the, the comments. It was just one former player after another was like, man, I'm juiced for tomorrow to go to work, and that made me sit up straight in my chair to see Coach Sheridan on my computer <laughs> screen. I mean, he, he still to this day evokes that kind of respect. I mean, it's uh, it's just – it's really almost – you almost think it's almost like a cult, but it's true. I mean, that's just what he meant to those players. And here we are 35, 40 years later, and he still has that effect on them. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, again, we appreciate you being with us, Hunter, and uh, good luck to the Furman Paladins this year. Thank you, LeVon. Good talking to you guys. Have, right. have a great day. Be good. All right, bye-bye. This is Dennis Switzer with Benedict College, and you're listening to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Well, we're back with the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. We're talking to different SIDs, and this is our college football preview show. And on the line now, we have Dennis Swisser with the Benedict uh, Benedict Tigers. Dennis, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, LeVon. Good to be here. Ah, man, it's awesome to have you here. Now, can you tell us a little bit um, about benedict the benedict tigers and um the season you had last year and also the season that's coming up this year sure well the tigers uh we're coming off a six and three season last year uh honestly i think our coaching staff felt that that was a little disappointing with some of the talent we had coming back um so they're looking to, to do a little better this year uh they ranked third nationally in Division Two in total defense last year. And Coach uh, Mike White, he's a defensive guy, and, mm-hmm. and the defense should be strong again this year. Uh, we return an All-American cornerback in Trevante Brown, and we have a strong safety in Robert Cummings, Jr. Uh, both of those guys, they combined for uh, 10 interceptions. They both had five interceptions. Uh, so the defense should be pretty strong again. Question mark is, as usual, going to be the offense. Uh, but we've got a returning quarterback. Uh, we've got a couple of really good wide receivers. So we're thinking that the offense can move the ball a little better and put some more points up on the board this year. Okay. Well, now, as far as players, I mean, I know you mentioned one already, uh, Mr. Brown. Can you tell us a little bit sure. more about him? He's just a, he's just a great uh, defensive back. Uh, great ball hawk, breaks up passes. He had seven pass breakups last year to go along with it, with five interceptions. Uh, had a recovered fumble, um, forced fumble. I mean, he he's just a good guy to have been back. And, you know, especially as strong as our defensive front was last year. Mm-hmm. So they were stopping people from running the ball, and that forced them to throw. And then when they had a throw, they got uh, Brown and they got Robert Cummings back there to – to pick them off. So, you know, that, the defense was pretty strong last year. Yeah, you had uh, uh, Rickham Holmes out there terrorizing quarterbacks uh, last year. I'm sure that helped uh, with, he was with a that big secondary. Guy. Six, yeah, six, eight defensive end. 
Um, then on the other side, you had Charles Williams. His nickname was Beast. Uh, both <laughs> those guys are going to be hard to replace, but they, they think they got some, some other guys on the defensive front there. Uh, we return our uh, leading tackler, our linebacker, Amari Andrews, and then uh, the guy who led the team in tackles two years ago, Xavier George, another linebacker, he broke his leg in the first game oh, last wow. year and missed the whole year, but he's back. So we've got you know their leading tackler from last year and the leading tackler from two years ago with the linebacker. Okay, good. Now, tell us a little bit more about Coach White. His whole background, as I read before, was all about defense. Can you tell me what kind of fronts you guys run and why is his presence so important to you guys? You know, they call it a 4-3, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a lot of times that fourth guy is standing up. Um, and one thing about him, they move guys in and out so much uh, depending on the – you know, the ball position, the down, you know, situation, things like that. They're moving guys in and out all the time, especially on the front, uh, just depending on what, what the situation calls for. Um, you know, they, it's not like, uh, they're running those, that same front all the time. So they're, they're giving a lot of different looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think it's hard on the offense because they're bringing different people in, bringing, you know, bringing pass rushers in on the pass rush and, Bringing the ball, the big ball stopping guys on the run game, run downs, and uh, he's just a really uh, great defensive coach. He knows his stuff when it comes to defense. Oh, that's excellent. So six and three was disappointing. It really was. You know, they they uh, we lost a a tough game against uh, Morehouse on our uh, homecoming. Lost fourteen to ten, mm. and we actually held Morehouse to about. A hundred, a little over a hundred yards of total offense wow. for the whole game, mm-hmm. and they got both their touchdowns was on uh, special pl- special team miscues. Our punter had a rough day, uh, and they scored uh, one time. I think they scored a touchdown off a a bad snap uh, miss. Uh, the punter wasn't really a bad snap. The punter just couldn't had a hard time catching the ball. And and then I think the other time he was able to jump back on the ball, but gave him in good field position. They scored after that, so we you know gave him up two touchdowns, but the offense only scored ten points, so we lost fourteen to ten, despite the the defensive effort the guy the defense put up that day. So then they they turned around and that was a tough game. Uh, that was a tough game. They turned around and came back the next Saturday. I think they're still a little demoralized and. Did not play well against Albany State, which is kind of the the top team in our division, and we lost that one twenty-one nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a tough way to at the end of the year. Yeah, you know, sometimes in in college they say if you lose one game, you may lose the next one. So we definitely understand that. You guys are a fairly new program. Like, can you tell us some of the rivals that you may have? Well, I think. Um, one of our bigger rivals is probably Morehouse um, down in Atlanta, um, you know, conference school, and you know, that, and then I think another rival certainly has to be Albany State because of the history that right. Coach White has with Albany State. You know, we beat them down at their place in 2017, and that was probably one of the first times that I can remember that we'd ever beaten Albany State. Uh, so that was a huge, huge uh, win for us 
two years ago in 17. Um, you know, like I said, we lost, we lost at home to them pretty good last year. So I think there's a rivalry uh, building there as well. Okay. Well, can you tell our listeners uh, what's the best way fans can follow the program and how to get tickets? Sure. Best thing is just uh, our website, benedicttigers.com. And you can get all the information about all the games and all the stats and everything you need there. And then there's also you can uh, order tickets online and you can do that. And then tickets will be waiting for you when you get here to the game. Or you can uh, just drive up and, you know, it's not like our games are really sold out, but homecoming might be a tougher ticket. But any right. other game, certainly, just come on up and we'll, we'll take care of you. And uh, oh, I forgot to mention about some of the big improvements on our facilities we're doing this year, if you got a second. Yeah, so sure, of course. About that. Yeah. yeah, we're putting about a little over $2 million yeah. worth of improvements into our Charlie W. Johnson Stadium. We're going to okay. have a new turf uh, field they're getting ready to start putting that in uh, in the next day or two and then we're going to have a uh, a giant uh, video scoreboard that's going to have video and instant replay and all the little graphics and bells and whistles and that's going to be a really neat addition to ours and then they're doing a lot of other cosmetic and uh, improvements and just some upgrades and repairs just around the stadium it's going to be a really nice situation for the fans this year Ah, well, cool, Dennis. We really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you talking more about defense than offense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they're hoping to get, you know, we've got our our quarterback coming back. We've got a couple good wide receivers. But, you know, the defense we always know is going to be strong, especially with Coach White. Uh, We just got to, we got to move the ball a little better this year and get some more points on the board. And as we do that, I think we're going to be okay. I tell you what, the next time you come on, we'll talk a little bit more about offense. Would that be okay? Okay. All right. I hope so. (laughs) Sounds great, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Dennis. Yeah, sounds like you have a, a great uh, facilities and upgrade. Those are those are exciting to hear, and, and we look forward to uh, seeing a great season with Benedict Tigers. Yeah, I would cer- certainly encourage everyone to come out and see our team and see our new facilities and upgraded facilities. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Dennis. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Certainly. Have a great day. You too. Take care. This is John Brush, Assistant AD for Communications of the Citadel, and you're listening to the Inside Blitz with LeBron Kirk. Hello, welcome back to the Wyatt Law Studios. This is the Inside Blitz with LeBron Kirkland, and today we're doing our college football preview show. And right now, we go down to the low, the low country, and we're talking to John Brush with the Citadel. John, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing really good. I appreciate you guys taking the time to talk with me. Man, we really appreciate you. So you ready to go into the meat and potatoes of this um, interview? I certainly am. All right, here we go. Did you have a name for your first car? Uh, you know what? I did not. Um, to be honest with you, I was just happy when I got in that thing and it turned on and I got to where I was going and where I was trying to get back from. That was pretty much it. Um my second car um, was nicknamed the Turtle, so I guess I could say I can claim that as my first one and go with the Turtle on that one. Uh, so uh, why why do you call it the Turtle? <laughs> um, it, it was kind of a darker green in color, uh-huh. um, and, and that's kind of where it all started, but that kind of, I was the one that, you know, when I had that one um, early on in college, I was one of the few people that had a car, so everybody kind of piled into that. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where I got the name, is everybody kind of got underneath in that shell there, 
Right. Um, and everybody kind of piled in and piled out, so it kind of got the name of the turtle. I think everybody's been through that where everybody kind of piles into one car. So you were that guy, huh? I was that guy. Good or bad, I was that guy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, give our audience a, a brief summary of the upcoming season. Um, yeah, most definitely. You know, this, this this season could be it could be a very good season um, down here in the Low Country. You know, we got a lot of guys coming back on the offensive side of the ball, and we got a new defensive coordinator and, and Tony Grantham um, that, that came in and changed some things up. And you know, we got the personnel in place. You know, if we can stay healthy and, and a few bounces of the ball go our way, it could be a very successful season. Okay, good. Now, uh, could you let us know some of the players that we need to kind of watch out for this year? Yeah, uh, starting on, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, our entire offense runs through our quarterback and Brandon Rainey. Um, he took over last year, the final four games of the season. Um, you know, we went 3-1 and one over that stretch with that only loss being to Alabama. So, you know, in his four games that – that he started, he averaged 132.5 yards a game, while our offense um, as a whole averaged uh, a little bit over 317. So he's kind of the the, the straw that, that stirs the drink with our offense. You know, he's got a great understanding of the offense. Um, two years ago, he was a starting B-back in, in this offense, so he kind of has an understanding of what everybody's role is. You know, he's kind of taken on a big leadership role this year that started in the spring um, and has carried over through camp. And, and, you know, the team's kind of kind of followed him, and he was most recently named um, the offensive captain for this team. So, you know, what he's done throughout the offseason and in the last season is, is going noticed by his teammates. You know, and behind him, one of the uh, one of the unknown factors in our offense is going to be our B-back this year in Clay Harris. You know, he, he got probably about 100 carries last year, um, was very successful in his opportunities. You know, he had one start last year, and he ended up running for 125 yards in that game. So he's got a lot of capabilities, and I think he's going to kind of – come on the scene this year and, and people are going to kind of know who he is and he's going to become a household name. And, you know, with both Rainey and Clay, it doesn't start unless you, you have the big guys up front. And, you know, we returned four starters on the offensive line. So that's, you know, that's very big. This, there are three of the guys are going into their third year um, as a starter while our center's in the second year as a starter. He was a freshman All-American last year. So, you know, there's plenty of talent up front and, you know, We've been in the top 10 in the country in rushing each of the last eight years, so I, I could see this year being no different um, with us being up around that 300 yards a game average. Um, defensively, um, up front, um, all-conference uh, defensive end Joe Randolph, um, three-year starter, led the team last year with 14 tackles for loss, so he's you know had a great offseason, kind of developed into a leader um, defensively, and he'll kind of be the stout guy up front. Um, and our linebacker core, um, another preseason all-conference guy, Willie Eubanks, was our leading tackler last year, and he'll be joined on the inside this year by Aaron Reed, who's a graduate transfer from Southern Illinois. You know, Aaron started by, I believe, played in about 30 games in Southern Illinois and, and played a lot there. So he's he's come in fit right into our camp, um, he's become a big part of our team right now, and, and he's going to fill that void that we had at that inside spot. And you know, on the, on the back end, um, we're young, but we're experienced. Um, looking at Looking at our four starters right now, you know, we've, we've got three sophomores and a junior in there, but all four of those guys have starting experience. So although they are young, they've got plenty of game reps. Um, so, you know, that they're only going to continue to get better. Um, and special teams-wise, um, probably one of the better units you'll see at this level of football. we got an All-American punter and, and Matt Campbell. Um, we got our long snapper that's back for his fifth year. And our field goal kicker went 14-16 uh, of 16 last year. So we're kind of – 
you know, we took a step forward in special teams last year. We also blocked four punts. So, you know, we're kind of wow. developing in all aspects and all areas of the game right now. Sounds like your kicker could start for the Chicago Bears. Uh, he may get a chance here. <laughs> we got him for three more years. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks for coming on, John. This is Mike Foster. I pre- we appreciate uh, uh, the opportunity to talk with you and uh, learn a little bit more about the Citadel. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about Wofford and Furman up, up here in the upstate and uh, feels like the Citadel's kind of is, is, is not getting as much hype as maybe they should. And so I appreciate uh, you repping the, the Citadel Bulldogs a little bit and uh, trying to even out the score a little bit. But uh, um, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Coach Thompson. He's not he's not starting to throw the ball around a little bit more. We're, we talked with Walford. And they're start, they said that they're going to be throwing the ball around a little bit more. And Georgia Tech is going to try and do that too. So all these triple option guys are, are trying to add – Add the passing game to the to the mix. Uh, is Brett is Brett planning on uh, adding a little bit more passing to the game? Um, I would say that if you came out to practice this preseason, you would say yes. Um, but when it comes to the games, I, I don't see us throwing the ball much more than we did last year. Um, if you look at our numbers from last season, once Brandon took over, our number of throws um, that we had over those final four games was not very many. Um, I think in his first start at Western Carolina, he threw one pass. At Alabama, he threw two. So he's not going to throw the ball very much. He's more of a runner. Um, but, you know, in our last game against Charleston Southern, he did throw the ball eight or nine times. So, you know, I guess you can say maybe we opened it up and aired it out a little bit in that last game. But, <laughs> I, you know, I, I would say if we throw the ball more than 10 to 12 times a game, that, that may be a surprise. Wow, that's like the late 80s and early 90s. Football there. Throw it 10 times, oh, yeah. run it 100 times. <laughs> we're going to line it up and we're going to run the option. If you stop it, then we'll get creative, and that's when we may have to throw a pass. Gotcha. Good. Hey, John, if you look at your schedule, and I was going to come to the game, what would be the best game to come to this year? I would say probably um, would be the VMI game. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just because everything that goes into that game, um, it's kind of the the FCS version of the Army Navy game. Right. Um, so you know, like uh, last year, we took um, probably 600 of our freshmen up there to that game, and they had all their cadets on the other side. So it kind of goes back and forth between them um, during the game. So we're hoping we're not sure yet if they're going to bring you know their freshmen <sighs> this year. So you know, if they do that. You know, it makes just a great atmosphere where you've got both sides um, going back and forth throughout the game. You know, it, it, a lot of it is involved with the game, but a lot of it is not going on with what's going on in the game. It's just those the, the cadets on both sides going back and forth. So, I mean, it just, it just makes for a great atmosphere. It's a trophy game. It's a rivalry game. So, you know, you can always throw the records out the window when that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, when you line up something, something interesting is always going to happen. Now, what's the date of that game? That game is October 5th. October 5th, okay. So you're going to have a ticket ready for um, the crew? John? All you got to do is say you'll be here and we'll have plenty of tickets available. <laughs> John, you are okay with me. <laughs> they did, you know, some guys didn't want to interview you, but I thought, man, we got to get John Bush <laughs> on the on this um, 
I must have been Mike because I'm, that, I'm a big sounds, Sando guy. I'm that sounds like a Sando Mike. Kind, that sounds like a Mike kind of thing. I, we've been honored to work with the Citadel. I mean, very impressed with the Citadel. And I tell you what, that network that you guys have down there is second to none. We do what we can with everything down here, and we make sure that you know what we're doing. Everybody knows about it. Very impressive, very impressive uh, group, and certainly uh, we, we uh, have a lot of respect for the military here with uh, the Inside Blitz and the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, and it's an honor to have uh, the Citadel represented today, and we appreciate you uh, doing so, John. No problem. I, I enjoyed it. No doubt about that. Now, John, before you go, how's the best way fans can follow the program and how to get tickets? Uh the best way to, to follow the program online is our website at citadelsports.com. And for tickets, it's citadelsports.com slash tickets. You can also follow us um, on Twitter and Instagram at Citadel Football. And all of our information is on both of those sites. They're readily available for anybody who wants to take a look at it. Well, cool. John, I, I hope you guys have a great season. Looking forward to watching you guys play. Thank you so much for your time and your energy. And we'll talk with you later. All right, I appreciate it, guys. You take care. All right, Thanks, thank you, John. John. Appreciate it. No problem. All right, all right. Great interview there with the Citadel, the Bulldogs. Great to have them on. And, and I tell you, it's it's not the easiest place to recruit down right. there because of the extra things that the athletes have to go through mm-hmm. uh, in order to compete. And I've been impressed with that and looking forward to that season. So, Just ask Paul McGuire. <laughs> that's right. Ask for Paul McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> was, was Paul? Yeah, he was in the Citadel. He, he did go to the Citadel. He went to the Citadel, and he was recruited there, but no one told him it was a military school. Yeah. So he arrived, and he was like, What's going on? Uh, man, probably made him a better man for that. Do you that. know who yeah. he was recruited by? Who? He was recruited by um, the Oakland Raiders. Al Davis. Al Davis. Al Davis? Al yeah, Davis. he was an assistant at the Citadel at the time, oh. and he recruited Paul. Just win, baby. And didn't tell him what the <laughs> – when Paul got inducted, when he accepted, that was part of his induction speech. He talked about that. But, uh, anyway, That's a great story. Yeah, it is a great story, and he is a great member of our Hall of Fame. And uh, what an incredible career he had, not only on the field, but also in the broadcast booth. And uh, it's exciting. So, anyway, thank you all for listening in. And stick, stick around, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. This is Robbie Gowery of North River University, and you're listening to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Welcome back to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. This is our college football preview show. And now we're going to go to North Greenville. I'm sorry, North Greenville. We're talking to Robert Gowie. Robert! Robbie, how are you doing? Good, man. How are y'all? Oh, we're doing great. We're doing great. Now, do you want a softball question or you want me to get right to the facts? Man, let's get right to the facts. Okay, let's sure, sure. Okay. Well, good, good, good. Now, can you give us a brief summary of the upcoming season? Um. Well, you know, it's year two in the Gulf South, so uh, there's still probably going to be a few growing pains. Um, you know, we're playing at one of our games against uh, the defending national champion. The other one's against, I think we had to play two or three guys that made the playoffs last year. Um, so we're still kind of, we're still kind of in that, uh, that phase to figure everything out. Um, but, uh, you know, I think we've got better depth this year. Um, you know, we have a, we have a couple of tune-up games before we get right into conference play, so that'll always help. And, uh, you know, if we can figure out where we're going to uh, 
fill up the holes, you know, at a couple different positions. Um, I think we can uh, we can expect some big things, some uh, some improvement from last year. We won, I think we won four games last year, but we were in we were in several of those games and just couldn't quite pull it out at the end. So uh, so I think uh, I think if we can make some make a few more plays, uh, cause a couple more turnovers, I think we're uh, we're looking at a pretty good year this year. So we're excited up here. Okay, can you tell us some players that we should be watching out for? <laughs> Man, there's a few. Um, obviously, you know, the uh, the obvious pick is Aaron Watson. Our, uh, I think he'll be a junior this year, defensive back, who was uh, he was an all-conference first-team guy in all-region. Um, he was uh, All-American for one of those publications. Uh, you know, he led the country in interceptions. Well, he led the, uh, the Gulf South in interceptions last year uh, throughout the regular season. Um, you know, we got a couple guys up front. And uh, Kwame Livingston and uh, and Zeke, um, who are uh, going to be uh, forced on the inside on that defensive line. We run a uh, three-five, so you okay. know as well as I do how how important that that uh, that inside three technique is. Um, and you know Zeke was a freshman last year, and uh, had you know he was up at the top of the conference in sacks and stuff like that. Offensively. Um, and offense is probably where most of our question marks are. Um, quarterback, you know, we got Logan Bird coming in, transferred, uh, originally signed with uh, North Carolina at high school. Um, he was the, uh, you know, 15th ranked pro style quarterback in the country his senior year, whatever, whatever. You know, I don't believe in recruiting rankings, but they kind of tell a story about how, how good a kid is. Um, uh, receiver, maybe uh, Lucas Cattlefomo. Um, he stepped in last year and played uh, played really well for us. Uh, came on really strong. Um, led the team in one of those categories. I'm not sure, but uh, I think those are some uh, those are some good names to look for. Um, defense has them all over the field. Johnny Worthy and Brandon Berger. So that Brandon uh, Berger guy is is crazy. Brandon Berger, yeah, man. <laughs> he interned with yeah. us that last spring. We we like Brandon Berger. Make sure that you keep him on the straight and narrow, my friend. Yeah. You got to keep, keep him unchecked. Like you can't really, uh, you can't really count on anything, you know, not crazy for those guys. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, if you didn't mention him, we were going to have a little bit of an issue, though. <laughs> oh, Bert, oh, no, I, like I said, man, our defense, we have, uh, I was going through and doing the season preview, and it's ridiculous how many guys we have that might not have started last year, but right. played, you know, significant significant time, um, have the quality downs, you know, stuff like that. So it, it's hard to narrow that defense down, but Berger's definitely Berger and Johnny Worthy and Aaron Watson and then those guys up front, are uh, they're going to carry a big load this year. So uh, it'll be fun to watch them. Well, nice. Now, can you tell us something special about going to North Greenville? If I'm going to a North Greenville game, what is something I should look forward to? Oh, man. Oh. We could sit here for hours to talk about this. <laughs> um, one thing we do here, um, you know, David Wyatt and all those boys have been up here for a couple games, and you know, beautiful we had a game one time. Um, we put a big, we put a big emphasis on uh, on atmosphere, which a lot of D two schools don't really do, just because you know they don't really they don't really have the manpower. But um, even without you know significant manpower, we uh, we try as much as we can. So. The opening night on Thursday, uh, actually all the night games, we'll have a uh, 
we'll have the DJ in the student section, um, you know, playing just about anything. I think last year, you know, he was playing, uh, he was playing some 90s, some 90s stuff and all sorts of, uh, remixes. I think we have some SpongeBob stuff mixed in there. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, I like nice. to, I like to tell people, uh, we're kind of like, you know, I'm a, I was born in Columbia, so this, this hurts me to say this, but, you know, we're kind of like a smaller Clemson. Um, right. You know, it's a smaller atmosphere. It's a smaller school, obviously. But as far as fan support goes and, you know, facility-wise, you know, I, I like to say we're probably second to very few. Um, and it's not it's not just like a – it's not a funeral at our games. You know, people are into it. Students are there. Um, the Gold South Commissioner last year couldn't get over their uh, – the atmosphere when we played West Alabama. So uh, I think that's part of it. You know, you're right on top of the field. Um, you see everything. So uh, yeah, I think I think that pretty much describes it. Um, you know, uh, like I said, it's just it's a different place for a D2 school. A lot of people aren't exactly familiar with it. But uh, when you get up here and you get up into the mountains and the atmosphere and stuff like that, sunset hits when the clouds are out and it's just gorgeous. So. It's a, it's a special place. Okay. Um, that's, that's okay, so I, I, I got to come to a game this year, right? Yeah, hey man, you should be up here on September 5th when we play Newberry. It's a uh, Thursday night game, so everybody will be in the stands. Right. Um, South Carolina Clemson won't get in the way. Right. So, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. You know, I was going to ask you what game should I go to. What's another game that I should, even if it's a away game, what's a game that if I want to watch North Greenville that I should go to? Man, let me think about that one. Um, drawing on last year, you know, Valdosta State, I'll be honest with you, we, uh, Valdosta State, they pulled away at the end. Um, but, uh, you know, we played them really, really close last year for the most part. Um, they ended up getting a few stops that we couldn't get, um, you know, in their offense. If you know anything about that, their quarterback was, uh, I want to say, he might have won the D2 Heisman. Or okay. Pretty close. Um, that'll be a good game, you know, because we're going to play them tough, and uh, it's the defending national champion, so you can't go wrong there. Um, and other than that, um, that's the one that comes to mind. Uh, you know, we, uh, like I said, we, uh, we struggled a little bit last year with the uh, quality of opponent, but we were in everything we played. So um, I think uh, I think Valdosta State would be a good one. Okay. Well, it's probably Burger fault. Did Burger miss some tackles in that game? He told me how <laughs> great he was. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I might have uh, I might have used him on the game day graphic too, so it might have gone straight to his head. <laughs> okay. I talked to him about that. Yeah, you need to give him a call and ask him. <laughs> I will, trust me. Um, okay, now tell us, what's the best way fans can follow the program and how to get tickets? Oh, man, everything's on our website. Um, we're really active on social media. Um, I try to I put a big emphasis on that. Um, so if it's not on the website yet, it'll be on social media and vice versa. All the information is on uh, nguathletics.com. Uh, under uh, I think Inside Athletics or something like that, and then you know, um, other than that Thursday night game, everything else is on a Saturday. So if it's a home game, you can always just come up to the stadium and buy tickets at the uh, ticket booth about two hours before kickoff. Oh man, that sounds wonderful. That sounds wonderful. Well, hey, we want to thank you for um, 
coming on our show. We really appreciate it. And you got to be a you got to be a guest again. You got to come back on our show, okay? I'll do it, man. Just let me know anytime. Thank even, you. Yeah, even though you're a gamecock, I'll let you get back on the show, okay? Hey, man, not, not everybody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Robbie, Robbie. We appreciate you, man. Good Thank luck you. this season. Up, man? All right, man. I'll see y'all on the fifth, all right? Sounds all right. Good. Sounds good. Cool. All right, man. Have a good one. You too, Robbie. Hey, this is Kendrick Lewis, sports adventure director at South Carolina State University, and you're listening to Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Welcome back to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. This is our college football preview show. And up next, we got South Carolina State, SID, Kendrick Lewis. Kendrick, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Mr. Kirkland. I'm ready for some football, I tell you that. I think we're all ready for football. That's right. I mean, July and August kind of drag on, so it's kind of cool to know that football is right around the corner. Yeah, it's it. Definitely it's it. Yeah. Now, I want to start with Coach Buddy Pugh. Uh, now, he's only four wins away from uh, surpassing Willie Jeffries. Uh, how is that going? How's he feel about it? Does he talk about it a lot? Or how's he handling that pressure? You know, the funny thing about it is that uh, he doesn't mention the record at all. Uh, hmm. Coach uh, Jeffries is like a father to him, and you know, he'll tell you he'll tell you all the time, no matter if he gets the record or not, nobody can replace Coach Jeffries. Now, I think deep down he's excited about getting the record. If you ask me first. Of course, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I think anytime you can break a record, you feel good about it. But now you yeah. know at the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, we're big, big, big fans of Willie Jeffries. So we understand that you don't want to surpass a man like that, but uh, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Kendrick, give us a brief summary of the upcoming season this year. You know, the funny thing about this team is that uh, they started out slow last year, uh, ended up one and four, and then went out of the last four out of five. And um, everybody's back. I think they have a point to prove. Um, you got nine starters returning on defense and wow. seven on offense. Wow. And um, this team is hungry. This team is um, no superstars on this team. You got a few standout, few uh, pro, pro uh, prospects. But overall, this probably is the best team that I've seen as as a unit uh, back in, in the 2008, nine, 10 years uh, when they three-peated. So, uh I'm excited about uh, seeing these guys play. Uh, Coach Drew is excited as well because um, he thinks this is the team that can get it done. And it and can, and can be in Atlanta at the end of the season. Wow, that good, huh? Well, <laughs> come on. You guys got to have some players. So tell me, tell me, t- give me a few guys that we should look out for. Well, definitely uh, Tyrese Nick. Now, the redshirt junior quarterback, uh, he was he finished like 28 yards short of rushing for 1,000. He threw for over 1,100 yards. Uh, he, he's, he's coming as number one starter. But you got uh, redshirt freshman Corey Fields is pushing it. Um, and, you, I mean, Quincy Hill out of uh, Spring Valley, he's he's pushing uh, Corey Fields. So to have three quarterbacks that can actually play at any time, it's it's a big thing for South Carolina State because we're, we're, we're normally known for our defense. Right. Our defensive team. But then again, you got Alex Taylor, 6'9", 320 tackle out of um, Monk's Corner. Wow. Okay. Uh, he's, he's our top pro prospect. I think he's already have, he already has an invite to the Senior Bowl. Wow. Um, Smokes. 
That's real good. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah. So if yeah, I'm if I'm a if I'm a fan or I'm just trying to check out a game in South Carolina State, what's a good home game that I should go to? <laughs> the Aggies come to town. Oh yeah. Ant come to town this year. We 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 definitely that's always a, a knockout drag out fight. Um that's our biggest rivalry in the conference. Uh we definitely wanna get at, get after those guys early the way we lost last year down at their place. So that's gonna be uh a homecoming number two for us when the Aggies come to town. Well, wow. What's nice about South Carolina State is that halftime is just as cool as the as the as the game, right? Halftime is the game, right? <laughs> yes, sir. The one on one. Yeah, the one on one marching band, yeah. Uh, they, they they definitely excite the crowd, and even when we're on the road, everybody wants to come see the one on one. So, um, you know that's 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 one of our, our, our signature programs here, besides the uh, football team. Um, and we're we're excited. We just we're ready for some football. If, if you would have if you came for the spring game, you'd have seen that you know, hey, people are tailgating. You know, the stands are pretty full. So wow. we're excited about we're excited about things in the next two weeks. It's gonna be a tough tough home opener against Wofford. That they're really good. Okay. They're really good. Yeah, no question about it. But, hey, can I get tickets for that game? Definitely, definitely. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I know Coach Really Jeffrey, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's half the battle right there. Yeah, that's half the battle. I want to at least come to one game and enjoy the uh, surroundings and enjoy the band. Yeah, anytime any of you guys, you're welcome in Oliver C. Dawson, and we'll, we'll. We'll um, get you down here and, and, and show you a good time. Man, that's what I'm talking about. See, I knew I liked you automatically. <laughs> <laughs> now, for real, can you tell us the best way fans can follow the program and how to get tickets? Well, we like to send our fans to our website, www.scsuathletics.com, and that way you can find all your information out on uh, the Bulldog football program, how to order tickets, and um, – we definitely like to see our our fans, Bulldog fans, and non Bulldog fans out, you know, here in Orangeburg this season. Man, that sounds terrific! Thank you so much for being a part of our show. We really appreciate it. I thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Kendrick. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. Take well, care. Hi, this is Ernest Myers, the assistant AD for media relations at Limestone College. You're listening to the Inside Blitz with Vaughn Kirkland. Hello, welcome back to the Inside Blitz with LaVon Kirkland. We are doing our South Carolina College football preview. And now we're going to Limestone College where we have Ernest Myers. Hey, Ernest, how you doing, sir? Good, good. How are you today? Uh, we're doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, uh, we had a lot of SIDs here today, and uh, we like we really appreciate your time with us today. And we just want to ask a little, uh, ask some questions. And usually, I kind of ask a softball question at first, and uh, we all have a wager on this. What's your favorite restaurant? In uh, is it Limestone or is it Gaffney? Where is it located? It's located Gaffney. in Gaffney. Yeah. Right. Okay. Can you tell us what's your favorite restaurant in Gaffney is? Favorite restaurant? Yes, uh, that's actually a hard question. Okay, so many good restaurants here, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to say probably Olive Garden. Olive Garden. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so what's your go-to meal? Uh, obviously the tour of Italy. The tour of Italy. Okay. Well, we we definitely got it wrong, but that's no problem. <laughs> we got it wrong. So, uh, can you give us a brief summary? Uh, I'm sorry, a brief summary of the upcoming season this year. 
Sure. Um, yeah, this is. I wouldn't say a, a rebuilding year. This is probably going to be more of a recharacter year. We're you know we've had some turmoil on the team last year um, with the coaching situation, and uh, Brian Zirk, who was an assistant that was hired by Mike Furry, um, former NFL player, and um, spent two years as our head coach here at Limestone. Uh, left for the Chicago Bears uh, to coach wide receivers. Um, he brought Brian Turk on as an offensive uh, assistant two years ago, and now he's our uh, head coach. Uh, he He's kind of in the position now where he's kind of remolding the team. Um, of course, we're still a pretty young team. Uh, this is only our sixth year of competition. Uh, but he's done a good job of kind of resetting the tone um, and I, I think the, team, the team's just kind of looking to move past uh, an 0 for 10 season in this past year kind of hit the reset button and I think uh, they, they, they've done a really good job of that and they're going to think they're going to surprise the people this year Okay, can you tell us a little bit about Coach Turk a little bit just some of his characteristics and what do you see that he's doing a great job of doing Sure, sure. Yeah, Coach Turk, uh, he cut his teeth under Steve Spurrier at South Carolina. Okay. Uh, he kind of worked, worked his way up from a student assistant all the way up to where he was the assistant director of recruiting uh, during Will Muschamp's uh, uh, first couple of years with the program at South Carolina. Um, he's a great family man. He's, he's, he's taught our guys a lot about, you know, um, servant leadership. Um, and you know he's got a pretty good offensive mind. You know, he's our offensive guys like uh, Jacoby Patton was our freshman of the year two years ago in the conference, and then last year quarterback DJ Phillips was uh, the leading passer. So um, that's kind of him in a nutshell. I know we don't have a lot of time to go too deep, but oh, well, that's okay. I- now, I, I knew you were going to go more offense. Most of the SIDs, they go more offense. Can you tell us anything about anybody's on defense? I'm a defensive guy. <laughs> we actually do have a pretty veteran defense uh, coming back, especially our, our front seven. Um, let's see, you know, I, I know you played on the line when you were you were playing, so you, we'll have a, we'll have a pretty senior-heavy line this year on defense. Uh, start with Christian Shoup and – Working the way down with Calvin Atkins. Uh, Calvin Atkins was a two-time or uh, second-team All-Conference selection two years ago. He uh, missed the most of last year, but he's back this year. We're expecting big things from him. Uh, Dalton Yates returns for his uh, fifth year. Uh, he was also injured last year, but he's our all-time lead sacks leader. So. He'll be back in the fold, and then we have some really good linebackers this year. I think we'll have a question mark with our defensive uh, secondary. Um, just not a lot of experience there, and we lost, you know, of course, Josh Simmons, who was Mr. All-American, All-Pro. He's now with the uh, Chicago Bears. Wow. Uh, so, missing, uh, we'll definitely miss him this year. There'll be some big shoes to fill there in the secondary. 
And then I think our special teams, our special teams, uh, you know, they're going to be pretty talented as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a nice little kicking competition going on, but our punter is already pretty much set. He's preseason on conference. We have a pretty solid, long snapping crew. So, again, I think we're going to have it's, it's going to be kind of one of those years where we're building towards something, but I don't. I think we're going to come out and we're going to surprise some people this year. Okay. Well, Ernest, you know, you're, you're really one of the first ones SIDs to talk about special teams, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. And I, I know that um, you have circumstances over there, and we want to make sure that um, we're patient with your time. So uh, we want to ask you, what's the best way fans can follow the program and how to get tickets? Uh, best way is through our uh, website, uh, go to limestonesaints.com. You can follow us uh, live stats, live video. Um, you can purchase tickets for home games and away games. Uh, we also have a couple of uh, weekly shows that we have here in the upstate with some radio stations. Uh, one's ESPN Upstate. Um, <coughs> show every every Monday. Not sure of the timing for the season quite yet, uh, but we will have that on Mondays. And then uh, we have one of our local radio station here in Gaffney, uh, WZZQ. Uh-huh. And they can be found on the World Wide Web at uh, WZZQRadio.com. And we usually do that at one location at uh, Wings, et cetera, here in town. And those, uh, that's also on Mondays at uh, noon. So did you design the uniforms? I really like your uniforms. The colors and everything. Yeah, they don't ever. They don't ever. You know, get that stuff even involved in that. <laughs> they don't let you be creative like that. No, no. I wish they did. Yeah, those are nice uniforms. I really, uh, I really do like them. That's why you should like the NCAA game. You can create your own university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I really do like those helmets. And, um, again, we'd like to thank you for being a part of our program. We really appreciate it. And we hope that we can get you again. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you guys want me on or if you want to speak with Coach Turk, one of our players, be happy to set that up for you. Oh, man, we would love that. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Have a great rest of the day. Go handle your business. Go Saints. Yep. Thank you so much. Take care. This is Ross Taylor, Assistant Athletic Director for Football Communications at Clemson University, and you're listening to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Hey, welcome back to the White Law Studio. This is the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland, and this is our college football preview show. And up next, we have Ross Taylor from Clemson University. Go Tigers. How you doing, Ross? I'm doing well, LeVon. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for being on with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes right now. Here we go. Have you ever been told that you look like someone famous? And if you did, who was it? Boy, I don't know if I have to be real honest. Um, I'd have to, I'd have to go back and think that. You guys have my headshot. You tell me. <laughs> I was thinking a little bit of Brad Pitt, perhaps. Oh my goodness! You just, you may have just made my wife's day. So I appreciate you. Who gets the flowers from the Taylor family? Hey, no problem, no problem. <laughs> hey, I, I know that there's a lot of. Uh, 
anticipation of Thursday night. How is it going to feel playing on a Thursday night, opening up a new network, the ACC network? You know, there's excitement for for every game we play, but the simple fact of everything you just said, it's a first chance really for for our fans and for the world to see the 2019 edition of this football program, a team that we are really, really excited about. Uh, The fact that we get to open a new network, which really, really is a game changer for our program, uh, our conference as a whole. Um, the ACC Network is going to do great things for us and great things for, for the entire conference. And as you know, you know there, there really are not a lot of Thursday night games that are played here in Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, right. A lot of times when we played on Thursday, it's been on the road. I think it's the fifth time that we'll be hosting a, a Thursday game here at Memorial Stadium. So it really is something special for us in a lot of regards. Um, you know, there is excitement to be had no matter what when you've got the team uh, that we've got but just everything coming together we think it's going to be a really really special night in the valley uh, no question about it now now with the Clemson Tigers and the brand that you guys have all across the country we, we know a lot of the players that are played a lot of people from the state of South Carolina and also all of the country are familiar with you know, guys like um, Trevor Lawrence, T. Higgins, Isaiah Simmons, A.J. Terrell. Can you tell us a player that's kind of under everybody's radar that we need to watch out for? Yeah, I'll give you a five of them. Okay. The offensive line. Uh, every, everybody right. loves talking about our offensive skill position. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to point out the, the quarterback with the hair, and they want to point out the running back that nobody can tackle, and they want to point out the oak trees we've got at the outside receivers. But the fact of the matter is this thing is really powered by an offensive line that has a ton of experience. It is very um, – maybe under the radar in terms of national respect, but you look at some guys, we're you know, probably going to start four seniors across that offensive line. That'll be wow. the first time we've done that since mm-hmm. 2011. I think the last time we did that for a full season was 2009. Um, so, you know, left to right, uh, at left tackle, Jackson Carmen is a sophomore stepping in for Mitch Hyatt, who played more football than anybody in the history of Clemson. Um, you know, Coach Sweeney has talked about how dedicated he's been and the growth he's seen in him. But then you're looking at four seniors the rest of the way. At left guard, John Simpson, who was a preseason All-American, according to Phil Steele. Uh, Sean Pollard, who played at tackle in the uh, national championship in 2016, slid into guard last year, will now slide into center and has dropped some weight to play that position. Uh, Gage Cervenka, who you all saw last year when mm-hmm. he was inserted in the second half against Syracuse, just how much our run game really took off whenever he took on a bigger role. And then Tremaine Ankrum, who's just a great, great leader for us at right tackle. So I know I'm selling a you know about 100 and 15 other guys on the roster short by pointing them out but um, you know that that offensive line maybe doesn't get talked about as much as it should because of everything else that is involved on this offense but that's a special group of talented experienced leaders for our program you know it's kind of funny that you did talk about the offensive line because those are the guys who usually shun away from the spotlight so it's kind of nice that you kind of highlight those guys yeah, and you know what? That's uh, maybe that's being an SID and a PR guy. The fact that right. uh, we're somebody who, who likes to be in the background and talk about the achievements of others. That maybe I, I got a little offensive line mentality in me. So I appreciate those guys for what they do. And you know, like I said, there's so much focus on the other elements of that offense that I, I think it's imperative that folks really understand. You know, the uh, the car can be pretty, but without the engine, it doesn't work. And those guys are part of the engine. 
That's absolutely right. I, I, I love it. I love it. Hey, Ross, uh, you had to replace Tim Beret, and you're in your second year, and we'd be amiss to mention that uh, Clemson has not lost a football game since you've become the SID. <laughs> um, that being said, uh, what's it like going into your second year? You you, you feeling good about uh, where you're at and and uh, and and uh, I know Tim Beret's been around and been helping out a lot, but what has his uh, mentorship meant to you? Well, I tell you what, there is even though I didn't work directly under him, there's nobody better to learn this business from. I mean, he he is an icon and a Hall of Famer and a legend in our business for a reason. Um, you know, Levon's going to get his name on the stadium here this year, and I mean, we can probably just count down the nine years of eligibility until Tim Beret's name is right next to him. I mean, he, he what he means to this program, uh, despite you know never lacing up a cleat or anything like that, is truly impressive. And, and just what a legacy we have at this position with Bob Bradley and Tim Beret. That no doubt. you know, no there, there's not a day that goes by that I you know. I, I don't take for granted the position I'm in or the folks that, that came before me. And I am just, I'm so blessed to follow in that lineage. Cool. Now, I know everybody has heard about Clemson and um, everything they're doing there, but I just want you to imagine this. What if someone came to you, didn't know anything about Clemson University? What would you tell them that's special about the university? Well, it's funny because I, I've really had that experience over the last year. You know, I, mm-hmm. I am not a, a Clemson graduate or a Clemson native, so I was really new to it. And I actually, I, I did a little bit of speaking a couple months ago, and I, I told a group, the thing that's special here is a couple things. One, first and foremost, it's people. Um, I, I think you go a lot of other places, and the universities don't necessarily understand that their best asset is people. Uh, maybe they think it's their location. Maybe they think it's their resources. Maybe they think it's a donor base. Clemson University and Clemson football in particular is a place that is going to uh, seek, retain, and empower good people. And that's across the board, and I think that shows from our leadership with President Clements, uh, Athletic Director Dan Radakovich, Coach Sweeney, just all across the board. Um, the, the people here really make the difference, and it's family. You know, we, we toss the term Clemson family around all the time, and quite honestly, from the outside, it looks like a clever marketing gimmick, but it really is not. I mean, the extent to which Clemson folks look out for each other, and really all they want to know, uh, even with me, you know, being an outsider coming in, all they want to know is that you love Clemson as much as they do, and boy, do they love Clemson. And that's that's really what it boils down to. And it's a it's a group of people that looks out for one another, cares for one another, uh, cares about doing everything the right way to the best of their ability. And it's it's just a unique and a special place. Um, and I don't mean that just geographically, but the, the type of people that it attracts and the culture that has been built here is really something that I think everybody should experience. All right, Ross Taylor. Um, just want to one more question before we let you go. I know it's a very busy time for you. Um, I know most people know this, but how's the best way fans can follow the program and how to get tickets? Beautiful thing is there's no shortage of ways to do it in either regard. Um, you know, our online home is ClemsonTigers.com, and you know our staff does just an unbelievable job of keeping content going through there. But the other part of it is you know, we have really been at the forefront of the social media push in college football and college athletics as a whole. Our uh, creative solutions and digital media team here does an 
un- unbelievable job uh, on Twitter at Clemson FB, on Instagram at Clemson FB, uh, on Facebook and YouTube as well. I mean, the, the content they are producing there is just truly special. On top of that, um, you know, this this week we've had all in the Clemson football family appearing on the ACC network. For folks who don't yet have ACC network, better get it before tonight before we kick off on uh, on Thursday night. Make sure they can see the game. Uh, but on top of that, you know, tickets are available for certain games at ClemsonTigers.com or by calling 1-800-CLEMSON. So, you know, the, the special thing we have here is no matter – uh, no matter who we're playing, our stadium's packed and our fans are involved, and, and that really is part of our competitive advantage, and we appreciate that, and we uh, we look forward to having seven beautiful days in the Valley with not a seat to be found, but we've got a couple left, and we'd love to have folks join us uh, in Death Valley. Oh, can we join? Yeah. Free, t- free tickets? <laughs> <laughs> One more question before we go. Uh, it's been well documented about Dabo and the job he has been doing with the football team. In your own words, can you tell us what's so special about Coach Sweeney? He is exactly who he appears to be, which sounds like a simple statement, but it is really, truly baffling the extent to which he is always on. And I mean that as a compliment. You know, coming from the outside, you see him on camera and how genuine and authentic and engaged and energetic he is. And you almost wonder if it's some kind of put on. I think everybody thinks it's fake or some kind of facade. People that don't want to believe it. And it is tough to believe because it's almost it's almost superhuman. Um, but that is who he is. 24-7, he's thinking about others, cares about others. That energy doesn't change. He never lets anything steal his joy. Um, he really is just, a you know, in addition to being a special football coach, it's just it's a force of life that you don't see in a lot of places, and you understand and see why people follow him and believe in him, and that's, that's who he is. Uh, Ross, we really appreciate your time and energy. Thank you so much for being aboard. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys, and thanks for everything you guys do for football in the state of South Carolina. Well, thank you very much. Hey, uh, have a great year, man. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right. What a fantastic interview there with Ross Taylor of Clemson. And uh, y'all stick around. We'll be right back with the Inside Blitz and LeVon Kirkland. This South Carolina football preview show with Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland is brought to you by Hales Jewelers. Hell's Jewelers has been a proud sponsor of our Collegiate Player of the Year Award since 2014 and a local family-owned jeweler since 1856. Go see Lucian Lee and tell him LeVon Kirkland sent you for all of your fine jewelry and watch needs. You can find Hell's Jewelers in Greenville on Haywood, down the street from the mall and across the street from Chick-fil-A or at hellsjewelers.com. All right. Wow. Welcome back to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. I mean, what a great uh, interview with a bunch of great SIDs and, and uh, assistant athletic directors from across the state and some right. of these storied programs here in South Carolina. LeVon, it's been a minute perhaps since you've been in school and actually as a player interacted with the SIDs. <laughs> yes. But help me and some of these other folks out here understand what is the role of the SID? How did you interact with the SIDs as a student? Sure, sure. The, uh, SIDs are basically the guys that have all the information. So uh, they have the information on the students. Uh, they have information on the coaches. And basically, they kind of set you up for different interviews. So when I was with Tim Beret, 
Tuesday was our day of the press conference. He'll call you up if he wants you that day. And I have to say that I did a lot of interviews in my day. <laughs> it was also uh, it was also a good way to build relationships with those guys. And we built those relationships. And especially during the bowl the bowl time, I got a lot of interviews. So yeah. I guess I was pretty decent. Yeah, well, yeah. that's fantastic. And they'll, they'll tell you about stats and all that they'll stuff. They'll tell you about the records. They yeah. keep up with everything. Of course, yeah. Tim Beret. One of like the, he's a, a Hall of Famer. Encyclopedia, yeah. With it, yeah. Fantastic, Mike. Now we got the Blanchard Rogers Trophy out here, which yeah. is a, uh, a an original piece of artwork commissioned specifically for this award. Tell the listeners what is this? Who gets this? Uh, what's this award all about? Well, we kind of call it the South Carolina Heisman, uh, and because and we call it that because it's named after Doc Blanchard and George Rogers, who are the two. Heisman Trophy winners with South Carolina ties. And uh, a player who's eligible for this award either has to be born here, grew up here, or went to one of the in-state schools. And oddly enough, Doc Blanchard and George Rogers kind of both fit in those in, in that realm. Yeah. So And both in our Hall of Fame. And yeah. both in our Hall of Fame. So Doc Blanchard grew up here in South Carolina in McCall, McCall South Carolina, and went and went to UNC and then to Army where he won the Heisman Trophy. And then, of course, George Rogers is actually from Georgia but came into South Carolina uh, and won the Heisman Trophy there. So um, that's kind of the, the story of it. That's why we call it uh, the uh, Blanchard Rogers Trophy, and, and that's why we kind of call it the SC Heisman, which, oddly enough, Heisman used to be a coach at Clemson, so it all ties together. That's so. right. And when does this? When does we've got right now? The ballot is live. You can vote right now for the first round of our class of 2020. Correct. This Blanchard Rogers ballot. We've heard a lot about it, but I didn't see it on the website. Why not? Well, this we usually announce uh, later October, early November, usually after the first half of the season, uh, so that way we can kind of get a feel for who is stepping up. You know, there's injuries, there's things like that. We want to see some history of how they play throughout. And we scout them. We have a scouting department. There's a scouting department. department. Yeah, we so have we're a scouting, scouting department. So every sun, Saturday, Thursday, Tuesday, whatever it happens to be, the game. Uh, we're, we're watching games, taking a look at, the, at players from South Carolina, uh, either in the state or out of the state. Oh, well, Mike, I have a question for you. I know we talked to the SIDs about the guys who are in state, the guys who are playing for the colleges here. Who are some of the players out of the state, from South Carolina, but out of the state that we should talk about? Well, I, uh, definitely, definitely. We can't forget about those guys. Uh, and, and there's some great names, too, from all over the country. Uh, but Today, I want to focus on some of the smaller school guys. Yep. Uh, you're going to have to stay tuned for our episode that's coming out tomorrow yep. mm -hmm. for the bigger school guys. Right. So, yeah, no question. a little bit of a radio, a uh, little bit Plug. of a radio yeah. tease there. there but uh, uh, first guy on the list is Rogan Wells. Who and you're like, who? Rogan Wells? Well, he's from Fort Mill. He was actually a finalist for this award last year as a uh, freshman, as a redshirt freshman, wow. in his first season as a starter, um, ended up being a Harlan Hill Trophy runner-up 
nationally, which is the D2 version of the Heisman. He won the D2 national championship, led his team to a perfect 14 and 0. So if there was there was more than one quarterback from uh, South with South Carolina ties that led their team to a national championship in an undefeated season. There you go. The other yeah. guy was Rogan Wells. There you go. Not Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> well, Trevor Lawrence did it, but no one really knew about Rogan Wells. But uh, he's from Valdosta State. He threw for uh, nearly 4,000 yards. Wow. wow. And, uh, and uh, he Impressive. had like over 50 touchdowns. Jeez. This guy can uh, play. Passing yeah. and, ru- and running. So, I don't care where you're from. Yeah. Uh, you 50 touchdowns, man. You're a player. Yeah. So, he, so he's a great player. Then you have uh, Raymond Johnson from Sumter, uh, a junior de- defensive end, Georgia Southern. He was a He's a 2019 preseason all-Sun Belt first team uh, right now. Last year, as just a sophomore, had eight tackles for loss and four and a half sacks, three fumble recoveries, and he was a second team all-Sun Belt in 2018. But he even flashed against Clemson. Clemson a couple of times when they okay. played uh, last year, but he was still a young player. And then Shy Wartz, he's been in the news recently for for not so good things, but it, he got it, the charges got dropped. Uh, but uh, he's a great kid. Uh, he was a sophomore last year, uh, junior quarterback out of Newberry, uh, also at Georgia Southern. But here's an interesting stat. Didn't turn the ball over as a starting QB in 2018. He was a, a uh, Blanchard Rogers finalist as well. Um, but he plays an option-style offense, and right. he didn't fumble didn't lose a fumble and didn't throw an interception. That's an impressive that's, stat. That, that's so. amazing. Yeah. And so uh, great balance there. So looking for big things uh, from Shy uh, this year. And then Nasir Player, um, which is a great name for a player, um, <laughs> uh, out of player, Columbia, yes. South Carolina from East Tennessee State. Uh, he's a redshirt junior defensive end, but he's the 2019 preseason defensive player of the year. Wow. Uh, first team all SoCon. He's 6'5", 271 pounds. I'm thinking that this guy might actually have an NFL shot when yeah, he leaves high, because size, usually yes. as an FCS player, size is an issue. Right. Size isn't an issue for this guy. Right. And uh, Last year he had 43 total tackles, 11 tackles for loss, 6 sacks, 11 QB hurries, and 3 fourths fumbles as a sophomore. So we can only imagine what he possibly could do with a little bit more strength, a little bit more maturity uh, going into his junior year. So uh, we're excited to see what he's able to do uh, this year. So there's wow. a small, some of the small school guys. That's fantastic. Right. I tell you what, LeVon, South Carolina, we put out some talent, don't we? We put out some real serious talent, no question about it. Well, it's exciting. And for yes. those of you that hadn't followed the Blanchard Rogers Trophy mm-hmm. Award, it is a great group of players. We can see just by this handful of guys that uh, Mike's told us about today. It's something that uh, it's South Carolina, as a South Carolinian, I'm very proud of. No question. Can't wait till tomorrow to talk about more. And, of course, the SIDs pointed out a lot of great ballers uh, earlier in the show. So thank you very much for your support. We appreciate the sponsors. We appreciate Evan Tripp. Uh, he's a great producer. And please uh, do support us. We are making a difference through football. We're the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland, and we'll be right back tomorrow. So don't miss another great show. You're listening to Inside Bliss with LaVon Kirkland.